Let me know when you're ready. (laughs) 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 Oh, I made a big... Yeah. See, now the dogs are trying to get in here because they think it threw up on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can we eat it? Yeah. My dog just growled at me. It's going to be an all pre-roll edition of Little Red (laughs) (laughs) Pack. My actual cat is indifferent. (laughs) (laughs) Not your fake beanie baby one. (laughs) I have a real one. Stop bragging. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show turned podcast Too Beautiful to Live. I'm Bobby in Pawtucket, and coming to you this happy Thanksgiving Thursday, all of your Little Red Bandwagon hosts, starting with Christy Wise, the nice lady in Everett, Washington. Hello, Christy. Hello, Bobby. And Meredith Mayhan, Mayhem, Mayhan, Eminem coming to us from Dallas, Texas. Hello, Meredith. Hi, Bobby. And last, because he's probably got a pitch for us <laughs> in the studios to be named shortly in Austin, Mike Frizzell. Hi, Bobby. You know, <laughs> there's a lot to be thankful for this time of year. And I, for one, am thankful for my good friends over at MeUndies and AutoZone. These folks, they work tirelessly all year so that your car will keep running and you'll keep feeling great in your underbritches. But that's all I got to say, Bobby. I don't want to hold us back from what is going to be a very special edition of Little Red Bandwagon. Uh, use offer code GOBBLE For 20% off your first order and a free windshield wiper installation. And go to MeUndies and enter knob. <laughs> Put knob right in there and you'll get Put a, your knob a 20% in there. discount. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I broke it's on that. It's not even the right time of year for gobblers. <laughs> Anytime is the right time, Bobby. Come on. All right, everybody. So this week in lieu of an interview... For our Friday edition of the show, which I noticed that Mike also called the Saturday edition mm-hmm. on the last recap. So I'm glad to know I'm not the only one. We thought we would bring you something a little more casual and a little laid back for your Thanksgiving. So you can put this on right now and ignore your family between football games or hide in the kitchen or go drinking, whatever it is you do to get through Thanksgiving with us, the Little Red Bandwagon podcast. We're going to just chat for a few minutes, and then we're going to bring you one of our favorite TBTL Thanksgiving memories, which is last year's Thanksgiving episode with Luke talking to his family. But before we do that, we're going to have a conversation of our own based on some of the questions from that episode and talk a little bit about what we are thankful for, because we are indeed that sappy. But before we get into that, Christy Wise you decided just a few minutes ago that you wanted to pose some of these questions 
that Luke asked his family to us. I did. Um, first, I have a comment. And what it is, is that um, when you're a kid, you always want to sit at the adult table because that seems to be the cool place where all the cool conversations are happening. And then this seems to be the point where the kids have become in the Burbank house, the kids have become cooler than the adults. And Luke is longing to be a cool kid. Mm -hmm. And he's always, and and if you listen, he's like, Oh, when did that tradition happen? Were were you guys just like wishing you could be cool and be drinking and instead you pretended to be drunk. And like, so just listen for that. The whole episode is that he just wishes that he was a cool kid and not at the adult table. Um, But what I'd like to know, these are questions that he asked his siblings are what is your favorite Thanksgiving tradition? So uh, let's start with with Meredith. My favorite Thanksgiving tradition. Um, we don't have a really strong like we just get together at my mom's house and have a huge, huge dinner, which is really, really great. And then so that's usually early in the day. And then we go since I'm from a broken home, we go over to I have two Thanksgivings or usually three and so then I'll go over to my aunt's house and have another Thanksgiving and I'm already stuffed and can't eat anything. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how it goes every year. This year will be a little bit different. So I think we may be starting a new tradition with some friends here in Dallas. Nice. Sounds and- like the hat trick. Three Thanksgivings. Well, yeah, that's the the benefit of divorce is, is multiple holidays, right? <laughs> <laughs> that and people competing for your love. Yep. I think Bobby, though, has a leg up on everybody in those multiple Thanksgivings because he apparently has three or four stomachs that he can pack the food into. <laughs> That's what I need for all these Thanksgiving dinners. <clears throat> Lots of practice. That's what that takes. And Bobby, you throw a Friendsgiving type situation every year, right? Well, it's it's actually family. It's Thanksgiving. Since we moved out to Providence, um, it's a little tough to get back for just a couple of days on a weekday for Thanksgiving. So we've sort of divvied up the three major holidays, uh, wherein Sam's parents get Easter and we go home to Western New York for Christmas or something around Christmas. Uh, and we host Thanksgiving. So ever since we moved out here, we've actually hosted Thanksgiving. Sam's parents come over. Uh, and my brother-in-law, the one who's close, comes over and his girlfriend's joining us this year. And uh, we've had some friends come in and out. If they don't have anywhere else to go, they join us too. So uh, this will be our second year hosting since we bought the house. And uh, I like cooking Thanksgiving and hosting Thanksgiving. So it's always been my favorite holiday too, actually. And it was kind of fun to claim it as our own for our tradition here. So it's the one holiday where we get to do everything and have everyone over. And what about you, Mike? What's your favorite tradition? Well, I also come from a broken home. So from the time I was like 13 on there, you know, it was always back and forth. Um, And even in my adult life, there's, you know, there's been a lot of turbulence. Let's just say that. Um, And I guess the one thing that has marked my journey through Thanksgiving's all these many years, one thing that's got me through every awkward moment with my family and also the 
the vegetarian Thanksgivings that Emily and I have been attending for the past few years <laughs> here in Austin, the one thing that I can count on to keep me from going nuts on Thanksgiving is football. Football on TV. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and now they put more games on than ever. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want more games. Let's have in case in case one game is bad, let's let's have another game ready to switch over to. <laughs> I I just I can't take these people. I can't do it. So Do you watch the Lions even? Oh, yeah, certainly. I know. Yeah. I yeah, I'm actually a pretty big fan of the Lions. I have to say cuz On Thanksgiving, you're a big fan of the Lions. Yeah, because they're on TV and they're on early and I can uh I can less zone out. Family. Yes, less mm-hmm. talking to family and less uh <laughs> less stuffing my face with uh vegetarian delight. Do you day drink all day on Thanksgiving? I generally have not done that. Um cuz early on because there was moving between sites. Mm-hmm. And and lately because I'm just in a setting that just doesn't seem to foster I would be that guy, you know? Right. <laughs> hey, that that guy's hitting the sauce pretty hard because no one is drinking, you know. And I'm I, I've I've got my bottle now, so yeah, that's the same with mine. No one else in my family really does, so it's a very sober day. Yeah, for some reason we never did either. My family never drank at Thanksgiving. Now that we host, um, I sh- Bailey's in my coffee in the morning, wow. and then I just sort of ride a little light Bailey's buzz all day. I can see that. Yeah, Bobby, you 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 plan your day pretty well, like calorie wise. I want uh, calories. You don't count calories. Let's just say <laughs> food and drink intake wise, you probably plan your day more carefully than the rest of us. <clears throat> well, I have to maximize that. And I, you know, when you're doing all the cooking, you do have an eye on all that. And actually, that was the other holiday tradition that I noted before we went and started. This is actually something I inherited from my uncle who hosted Thanksgiving a lot when I was a kid. Um, Every morning we would come in and, you know, fresh out of the oven would be uh, orange sweet rolls. I don't know why. It's just the one day of the year I make them. Uh, And I just make a whole pan of them. And then we eat probably half of them and the other half get thrown out because they get gross after a few hours. But um, not fancy. Literally the Pillsbury out of a can thrown in the oven. It's just sort of, you already got the oven hot. The turkey's about to go in. And it's just, um, I don't know. There's something about the smell and the taste of them that always reminds me of Thanksgiving. So we do them every year still. Bobby, you put me in mind of another way for me to avoid conversations with people. And that is now now that I'm doing a lot of cooking in the household, um, if we do host a, a decent-sized Thanksgiving, my moments of not looking at football on TV will be completely occupied by me cooking, which I think that's a formula for never connecting with another relative ever again, which I'd be thankful for. You, you mentioned it, but then just glossed over it. You have vegetarian Thanksgiving. Why is this? Uh, Emily's yourself aren't Emily's best friend is a vegetarian and and we, you know, especially when Cullen is with his dad for Thanksgiving because it switches every year. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just us and I'm not going to, and Emily is not going to cook an entire you know, Thanksgiving meal just for us. So we go over to her house and one year I brought Turkey. Uh, but I just felt like, you know, I was shitting on the the vegetarian <laughs> thing, especially cause I mean, I'm not that fond of Turkey. There's mm-hmm. the other things around it, the, the, the meat gravy and the stuffing and that stuff. 
I'm really into. And the vegetarians are, they're like, oh, well, this is just as good as no, 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 it's not. No, it's not. And then there's some uh, like cranberry juice cocktail that gets made there that uh, for some reason includes some of the stems. It's, It's the grossest cranberry. What I can't take it tastes like um it tastes like somebody put like a cran a bunch of cranberries and then like a whole entire blackberry bush in a blender and then and then stirred in some tonic water. So it's got Ew. sticks in it. It there yeah it seems like there's there's some sort of particulate in there that Ew. yeah hmm. I'm sure it's really good for you. <laughs> sure yeah it sounds terrible. There was one year Jen suggested. That I don't remember what holiday, but for some reason it sticks in my mind that it was Thanksgiving to serve champagne with a little melon ball scoop of sorbet in it. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, that's kind of been one of our family traditions that we have at Thanksgiving. Mm. It's really good if you haven't had it. What is any the, cheap champagne will do? Um, I, let me direct this back at you, Christy. Just, oh. just a, just a question. Um, what's the situation? If you can talk about it with your parents at at Thanksgiving now, because you have a very fractured family. I mean, worse worse than mine or Meredith's by far. Right. Well, growing up, uh, my dad would do all the cooking. Um, It's his favorite holiday. So um, he he was really excited about it. So I remember I was waking up super early with him and watching the Macy's Day Parade. And um, my dream was always to one day see it in person. Now that would be like my own personal hell. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so then when my parents got divorced, gosh, that's over 10 years ago now, um, we would let my mom pick which holiday do you want? Christmas or Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving? And she would always pick Christmas Eve. So then we would have Thanksgiving with my dad. And then unbeknownst to her, we would spend Christmas Day with him. <laughs> So he got two and she got one. Oh, Um, yeah. But she decided to mend fences with him two years ago. And so now she gets invited to things. So she will be at this Thanksgiving. And what um, Jeremy and I decided is that every year that we have Ellie, we'll do uh, Thanksgiving with his family. And when we don't, we'll do it with mine. What? Is her covered dish besides Franzia? My mom's? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's her go to? Well, I guess that we can go into our least favorite food um, because mine is, and so you guys get get ready to say that. Sure. I mean, Mike, you already kind of talked about cranberry stick drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mom makes this, we call it white trash jello salad. And it's definitely from, she grew up in an all-Mormon town in Idaho, so it definitely has Mormon roots. Oh, I know this dish. Um, it is green jello with pineapple chunks in it. Not like actual junk, but like shredded pineapple. Cool Whip. And then the weirdest part, because that kind of sounds good, right? Then graham cracker crust topping. What? Mm-hmm. What? It's the weirdest and grossest thing I've ever heard of she makes a giant casserole dish of it no one likes it but her and she brings it and then just like eats a giant bowl of it and then eats it for days after thanksgiving what's it called i want to look this up online and see if this is an actual she calls it she calls it green jello in my family it's called ambrosia Uh, yeah i've heard that yeah ambrosia is a thing but but the way her mom's making it but with graham cracker crust on top (laughs) right right 
That's how, um, yeah, I have an aunt and uncle who do it that way. Mm. So weird. This is a Mormon tradition designed to be a bigger sin than polygamy. I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, And she would bring it and my dad would joke, you know, that people probably say that crazy aunt Radine. Oh, should I not say her name? I don't care. That crazy aunt Radine is going to bring that nasty jello salad every year. But her side of the family loves it. Can't get enough of this thing. Hmm. They'll make it off season. And she brings it every time. And my sister says, that is not going to be served at dinner. (laughs) And so now she brings a mini size for herself. A mini size? So like a a little personal butt butt cake size? Yeah. Yeah. So this is her favorite tradition and no one else wants to partake. Right. So that sounds like a good compromise. That sounds like a great thing to do 363 days of the year. (laughs) I mean, I did have a, did we, I think I talked about it on a Nerd Out Loud episode of the weirdest Thanksgiving I ever had where we went to her house and she made this huge to-do and she had us bring all of our friends. And then instead we were all kind of like, oh, it's time to go because you live really far. We need to get going home. And she just started saying, I got presents for you and going into a back room somewhere and just pulling out things and giving them to people. (laughs) As if she had like prepared these presents. And the thing she gave me was a used Christmas candle. This sounds like the actions of a very drunk person. Mm-hmm. It sounds like wet dollar bills. Yeah, wet, yeah. wet Tony. Wet dollar Tony. <laughs> well, it also sounds like a movie. It seems like something that would yeah. happen on the National Lampoon's <clears throat> Christmas yeah. Vacation, but it actually happened. Seems like something Shirley MacLaine would do in a movie. Exactly. <laughs> Other than that, pretty much I hate all Thanksgiving food. <laughs> and oh, I yeah. hate that the grocery stores, you know, big grocery, tell us what we have to make <laughs> by putting it on the end cap. <laughs> well, Christy, if if uh, if you want to come down to Austin and go to Cranberry Stick Party, <laughs> I'm sure you'll love everything over there. You better send a picture of cr- Cranberry yeah. Stick Drink, and I will definitely send a picture oh, of this green jello. We're, we're not doing it this year. We're going out. We're going out to eat. So, uh, so you're gonna I have wish. to make your own Cranberry Stick Drink. No, no, because send I'm sure me the that- recipe. I'll have it ready for you when you get here on Saturday. Oh God, I, nice. I we're bringing so much vodka, so it's not gonna matter. I'll, <laughs> I'll have, it matter. I'll have Tito's and sticks. Awesome, <laughs> but. As as someone who's worked in restaurants at the holidays, and Mike, you as well, tip your tip yes. your servers at least twenty, if not thirty mm-hmm. percent yes. on holidays. Give them a present. They're sacrificing being well. Maybe they have it the best, right? Well, <laughs> they don't oh, yeah, yeah. I, love, I can't spend today with the family. I'm busy. Yeah, so busy. Yeah, they don't I would have to always that marshmallow. For, yeah, I would always conf- I would always uh, volunteer for Mother's Day. <laughs> Well, let's not forget that um, my encounter with the self-pleasuring bum was an Easter Sunday. (laughs) Right. right. Okay, Bobby, so what's your least favorite Thanksgiving food? Well, I love Thanksgiving food. Uh, I love pretty much all of it. I have a couple of things that I think are more unique to my family that I don't like. The first is that back when we would do... Thanksgiving with my family in Western New York, someone, and it would always be someone different, would bring a salad, like a garden salad, straight up salad, nothing seasonal about it. And that's bullshit. You've got, sorry, Aiden, you've got table real estate issues when Mm -hmm. you do Thanksgiving dinner. And there are vegetables that are part of the meal. 
you do not need a fucking salad no <laughs> taking up space on the table no especially but if it's like iceberg with thousand island mm-hmm. that's what yeah I would pick yeah it's like eat. a drive-through restaurant salad it's, there's nothing beneficial about it yeah, I, I say you make a statement the first time someone brings a salad over to your get together. Just, I mean, don't the window. Just fire it right in the trash, <laughs> and just bring the trash can into the room. Fire it in the trash. Tell the people to leave, and <laughs> and tell them they can come back one year. <laughs> just hard lock the salad system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one year, next year, uh, come back, and you know what other, not to do. This is just me celebrating Thanksgiving. My favorite holiday by shitting on my family, but um, I've got a one person in my family, my mother, who likes to experiment on holidays with her menu options. Oh, no. I've never understood this. That's that's like going into the Super Bowl and trying a new play yeah, you've or, never or, tested. Or installing an entire new offense. Really, if you, if you think you're going right. to re-engineer Thanksgiving... I mean, it's once a year and let's do it the way we're supposed to do it. We don't need your take on it. You can give us your take on it uh, on April 17th. You can give right. us your take on it in May. It, let's do what we're supposed to do, what we're all looking forward to. So, well, this is – I put my own personal spin. I bought a goose. No, you didn't. You <laughs> right. idiot. Right. For people like me who watch a lot of stupid Food Network TV – uh, as background noise when I'm trying to work or decompress or drink heavily. Uh, you always get these people in the food competitions where they were like, make your best breakfast. And this person was like, I really like tofu. So I made a tofu breakfast. Yeah. And the judge is like, no, fuck yourself. I wanted eggs and bacon. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't ask you to make what you wanted for breakfast. I asked you to make a good breakfast. Don't go messing with things. Just you know, don't make a pumpkin cheesecake poured into a graham cracker crust that soaks up all the liquid and it cracks and it's dry, right. which actually happened one year. Just make a pumpkin pie. That said, I am going to be doing cooking at Christmas this year. We're going to have a Christmas at the house and I have a recipe for toasted cheese uh, stuffing, not not stuffing, dressing, toasted cheese dressing. And, and what it requires you to do is make five toasted cheese sandwiches, then uh, allow them to cool, cut them up, and then you, that's that's your bread. That's your that's. The, oh, I co-signed that idea. <laughs> so that sounds amazing. I'm, I'm trying that yeah. this year. I'll let you know how that works. You well, need tell to me make something. it like five times before your the right. holiday. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. yeah. I, I need to get on that, and I don't mind getting on that. Thank you. Really. So uh, we'll save that my for dad, the LRB cookbook. One one. Year my dad put raisins in the stuffing, and we still call that mm. the year he ruined Thanksgiving <laughs> because I I took a bite and spit it out and oh. was kicked out from from the table. Uh, mayhem, my least What's, favorite. Least favorite, probably turkey. Mm. I'm really underwhelmed by turkey. Yeah, it's, Emily it's doesn't like not it. Not good. You don't eat it any other time of the year. No one's like in July roasting a turkey, um, and it's. On the carcass, how gross is that? Or is that yeah. just me? The well, that's yeah, your, it's, that's kind of, it's kind of graphic, but you know, I don't know. It can be pretty, but I'll, I'll have a little bit to to make all the work that my mother did worthwhile. But I'm not going to enjoy it. Well, that I was want a, the sides. I'm a side person. Th- that was the problem when I took the turkey over to the stick party. Um, <laughs> 
It didn't have all the accoutrement, you know, all the, cause, cause the, the, the byproducts of cooking the turkey are the best part. Right. And if you don't have that, you just like, you, you, you cooked up some little turkey breast and sliced it up. Very unsatisfying. Um, I make the turkey here and do most of the cooking. Sam usually picks a side that she wants to be in charge of and does that. But she did actually take the scout team out last week and make a turkey on her own while I was working. And it came out pretty good. The real benefit to that was now we have the extra stock for all right advanced mm-hmm. prep for gravy and, of course, you know, keeping the meat moist with uh, extra actual homemade turkey stock. I mean, the stock, and I already made soup, and we ate a pot of soup already. Um, yeah, it's all that outside stuff. I mean, I like sliced turkey breast and, and dark meat turkey, but it's all the extra stuff you get the days after yep. that really make it worth it, and we've already had one round of that. Now I'm hungry. You got me. I, this is going to be the show where I both get hungry and I cry. So. <laughs> well, speaking of tears, uh, let's uh, dive into the second half of what we want to talk about before we do this clip. And that is to talk about what we are thankful for this year. And I think we're going to talk probably a little bit of a hybrid about our own lives and what we're thankful about from TBTL. And I actually am going to be greedy as the quote unquote host of this episode and go first. Um, uh, first I'll do TBTL. I've already given this answer before, so I'll, I'll keep it pretty short, but like so many of the guests we have on LRB, and even when I was a guest early on in the days of LRB, uh, quite simply, TBTL is a community for me. Uh, all of you lovable nerds and assholes who I talk to so regularly, uh, I don't know what my life would be like without you guys. Now, I have a small group of friends that I keep in touch with uh, who aren't tens, but I think I interact more with tens than not tens these days, and it means a lot to me. And then, of course, uh, I picked up TVTL regularly as a commuter and still, you know, Luke and Andrew keep me sane in the car several days a week and give me someone to talk back at and something to listen to. And I really appreciate that. So that's my sappy TBTL answer. Uh, And then just thankful in general. um, I think you guys know this or you might remember this, but I actually proposed to Sam on Thanksgiving a few years ago. Mm hmm. And so that's tied into it being my favorite holiday. Um, Our wedding was also Thanksgiving themed. It was on Columbus Day weekend. It was Canadian Thanksgiving. And we did a full Thanksgiving dinner for all of our guests. Um, All joking aside, even though though I hate my family sometimes, I still love my family. Mm -hmm. And even when I don't get to see them all, Thanksgiving is sort of that chance to touch base with everyone and make sure everyone's doing all right. And, you know, it warms the cockles of my heart. I get sappy around Thanksgiving. Um, And I'm just glad to have another year. You know, we got a house. We just bought a car for Sam. We've got the real cat. We've got the beanie baby cat, as you guys heard before we started recording. But when are you having a baby? That's what I mean. (laughs) We're going to get that question. Another round of that question. Uh, Hopefully never, unless I make a terrible mistake. And, um, you know, we got it pretty good. So uh, I like taking stock of that. And that's my sappy answer. So I guess I'm just thankful for where I am and what I've got. And you people who I talk to regularly now. And, uh, yeah. I have a follow-up question. It's a serious question. Yeah. Um, 
tell us about the proposal, the Thanksgiving proposal? Was it a public, private? Tell the sure. So I proposed on Thanksgiving morning in our shitty apartment in Providence, the first place we lived when we moved out here. Sam and I have been dating just over a year. And uh, we had just moved out here a couple of months prior. And so we've been through a lot of change. And I had sort of decided that we had agreed to the commitment of moving together and survived moving together and we're very happy together. And so I figured that was enough for me to know that that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And because Thanksgiving means a lot to me, I made a big fuss out of making sure that we hosted the first year we lived in, in Providence. And I surprised Sam that morning. I hadn't talked to her parents because we're not really old fashioned in that way. And I proposed, uh, in bed while taking a break from, getting the turkey ready and all that. The turkey was in the oven. I'm so glad you said. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, no, no. So I, I had a dozen roses in the ring and I ran out to, uh, to get us some fast food uh, breakfast, some egg sandwiches, egg and bagel sandwiches and coffees. And I came back and I brought it all into the bedroom together. Sam was still waking up. And uh, I didn't get on one knee because we were sort of sitting on the bed and that would have been even weirder. <laughs> and I it's a water bed. It's hard to kneel on a water bed. Yeah, exactly. Right. It was uh, and the heater was busted. So Sam was actually shivering. <laughs> Somehow sweating from the from the plastic and shivering at the same right. time. That great combination you get on the water bed. Right. Did I mention that this was in the 70s? <laughs> Uh, so I asked Sam if she would marry me and she sort of looked at me Sure. and, uh, she was not expecting it, right? She was not expecting it. And I don't think she saw the ring right away. And then, but I sort of nudged and was like, no, really, this is happening. Uh, she very enthusiastically, you know, gave me a hug and was happy and was crying, but never actually answered the question. <laughs> I, I, I stopped down and made her give me a firm answer sure. just sure. to be clear voice memo. Let's hear talk into this. Then I had the witnesses come in and we signed everything. Uh, (laughs) The notary was there. Uh, And then uh, when her family came over that afternoon, we told them as they were coming in, she wore the engagement ring as they were coming in. That's fabulous. Oh, that's cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Sappy. Uh, Let's see. Christy, what are you thankful for? Um, so, um, TBTL wise, I'm very thankful for our fans, the Wagoneers for voting us fifth for the best, <laughs> fifth best podcast yes. in Western Washington. High five. Yes. <laughs> and I'm expecting what Kim Holcomb to come and give me a certificate anytime now. No, no. She's coming down here. We have the room ready for her. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, finish fifth. I, I'm glad we, I'm glad we got fifth, but I'm not sure it was worth getting Rob Lau fired from the hospital. He, that's what he said. He put his fist to the sky. I got fired for this. Fifth. (laughs) To be fair, I looked at the four podcasts ahead of us and TBTL came in third, we were the number one podcast about a podcast. Oh, yeah. no doubt. Well, and also, weren't the other ones mostly from radio shows? 
that are just converted. The one that came in fourth place, I don't know what it's about, but the picture that they chose is the three hosts riding one skidoo. Yeah, three, oh. uh, three, three. Uh, ch- chubby middle-aged guys. Your bot, your oh, you guys. Right? Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, that's my next question. You're gonna when have to gain like a hundred pounds, mayhem. I can yeah. do that. That's gonna kill that posture of yours. Ballerina right. days are over. Christy, you too. I didn't mean to leave you out on that. Mike and I, we're ready. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Well, how about Jeremy just body doubles for Meredith? And we put her... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got <laughs> like a good that. history of doing that. I think Jeremy and I already tried this going down a water slide at Will's house. <laughs> and it turned out great. Post that. Yeah. Um. So my other, my other thankful TBTL thing, it's like a twofer... Um, also as our fans, but specifically the people that have volunteered all of their time to um, dedicate to the archive. And we officially have a name, thanks to my favorite Jeremy, Jeremy Oyer or Oyer or Iyer. I'm not sure, but yeah, it starts with an A. It's a tough one. Or. Yeah, but he's, or, yeah. Um, he came up with the that they are now to be called the TBTL Historitans. Yes. I like Isn't that great? Nice. I don't know why I didn't think of it. So I just love that they've put so much time and effort into doing this and preserving an archive that we'll be able to use. And we don't have to ever. figure out how to pronounce archivist or archivist anymore. Ar- archivist. <laughs> they're no longer the archivists. Historitans. <laughs> they're historitans. I don't know how to do anything in Facebook, but if I could, I would change the Facebook page. So just pretend that's what it says. <laughs> Um, on a personal level, I would say that in the last, you know, 2000, f- from last Thanksgiving to this one, we have, our little family has had a lot of changes and mostly for the good and being done with court stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it officially was done last time, but getting into the groove of that has been, uh, really great. And, um, starting this podcast and getting a much better job. That's, that's all mm, my personal a new job. Yep. Yeah. It's been a, a good year for you guys. You've yeah. gotten a lot, a lot of progress, a lot of happiness, good stuff happening. Yeah. And we've tried to shit on it as much as possible, but you're <laughs> not making it easy. <laughs> uh, I, I have a question. Uh, so Jeremy, uh, Oyer, Air is mm-hmm. your favorite Jeremy. Right. Tell me right. if I have the pecking order right here. So he's Jeremy number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeremy Henson, Jer- Jeremy two. Henson from the Eureka podcast is number two. Then Jeremy Irons, the actor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. I put, is he, I'm guessing he's at three and then three. recently activated Jeremy Lane, the cornerback who's going to play for you this week. For yes. The Seahawks. Yeah. He's, yep. Yes. He's ready to go. Yes. Yeah, and, and then, then probably um, a Jeremy that hasn't been born yet. <laughs> the, the Jeremy Meredith's, from the Pearl Jam video. He's ahead. Oh, another the the school shooter Jeremy. Yeah, maybe I'll name Jeremy. my baby Jeremy. That's it. Yeah, yes. Meredith's Meredith's never born child. Yep, Jeremy. never born. I like that. Just checking. <clears throat> uh, speaking of your never born child mayhem. What are you thankful for? I'm so thankful that I don't have a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. 
<laughs> that's the, the just mic drop and the show. No, <laughs> that's nothing it. ever. Oh, that, that is really true. I didn't really plan on saying that, but that is so true. Um, well, let's see. So TBTL wise, I've got a one little one, which is that I'm so happy that Luke can play drops again. Um, yeah. it's so great. Mm-hmm. It just adds so much to the show and I love his timing and it just makes me very happy. It makes the show a lot more entertaining for me. Um, so that's a little thing, but as far as bigger TBTL wise, I guess this is kind of sappy, but I'm thankful for you guys. Um, Aww. it's so nice to have a little group of people who I can Facebook chat with when I'm drunk at a hockey game <laughs> and you don't openly judge me. You might privately judge me. That's fine. But, you know, you entertain me and, and I feel like we're in contact all the time. And it's been it's been really fun. And I'm, I'm really happy that I'm a part of this community. I was jealous of you. There was no judging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. You're in a suite at a hockey game. We're going to judge you for that. I don't I w- know. I took advantage of the free wine. I felt like I was being a fool. So you were already in your tonight pants. You, yeah. you, you'd pretty much resign yourself to a, a night of archiving or whatever it is that you want to do. And you got the message to come on down to the, to get in the suite, the auto mm-hmm. suite. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> yep. And I did it and it was fun. It was great. Um, let's see. So on a personal level, I guess I, I'm very thankful for my new Texas friends. Um, we've been here for about three years and as somebody who works from home, it's, you know, it, when I moved from Grand Rapids to Detroit, my friends became, were my coworkers and then moving from Detroit to Dallas, I don't have any coworkers cause I work from home. My coworkers are four cats and a dog. Um, they're great. They really are great. And there's but, people, there's people on the other end of the conference calls going, wah, wah. <laughs> Yep. A lot of conference calls, but I finally made like a really solid group of actual physical friends here. And that's made a huge difference in how I feel about living in Texas. I'm far away from my whole family, all my old friends, all everything I used to know. Um, and they've made it really wonderful. Like tomorrow or today it's Thanksgiving day. We're going to, um, a friend of mine's house um, and her mother is in town and uh, is cooking us dinner. She's Armenian and it's going to be amazing. Mm. And she's a, a wonderful cook. I've had her cooking before and um, it'll just be so nice to do a friend's giving, I think this year. So that's really prominent in my mind right now. I just assumed you were going to be thankful for your guns. <laughs> oh, well, that's a given. That's a given. <laughs> yeah. They don't let you live here unless you have so many guns. <clears throat> not only is that not true, that's hurtful to me personally because I, <laughs> I cannot own a firearm. <laughs> not legally, right? Oh wait, you, also uh, do you a can't lot come of to my legally. house then, Mike. <laughs> I can't be around that many guns. <laughs> well, Mike, instead of bitching about what you're not thankful for, why don't you tell us what you're thankful for? All right, let me start with two people that I've met this year, and the first is you, Bobby. You know, Bobby. Um, (laughs) No, I'm not going there. (laughs) Since uh, we were doing Takedown Podcast and I had you on a couple times, um, including once as a guest host, I knew that you had a future um, doing 
work for me. So I had you on as a guest <laughs> just to get CYs on board uh, so she could know how brilliant you are. And now, I mean, you're doing all the heavy lifting on the Monday show. And never was it driven home more to me than last week when I had to really listen to TBTL and actually take notes rather than just like make four quick things to say prison story, prison story, brag about how many women you've slept with, uh, you know, I'll steal Christie's jokes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a given. I don't need to write that. One so, um, so I actually got to meet you in real life. We shared a motel room and we're still friends so I think I might owe you a forever diamond. Um, <laughs> we slept head to toe. There's no. <laughs> yeah, that, that's weird though, because the parts. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to get that forever diamond from uh, our good friend Tom Shane. You have a friend in the diamond business, the Shane Company. Um, get that in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I had to shortchange everyone that the sponsors up top. I'm going to make, make a little money here with a few mentions on the back. Uh, so Bobby, you are right now one of my closest friends and I appreciate you. And, uh, I appreciate all the shit talking we do behind everyone's back outside of the, the, the regular <laughs> chats. Hmm. <laughs> so the other person, who I've met this year that, that I want to give thanks for in the TBTL world is Meredith. Oh, Meredith, since we had you on and you were really quick and funny, I knew from like what you posted and chatting with you that you were quick and funny. But when you came on the show, you, you were better, even better than I thought you were going to be. And Christy was all on board the Meredith train. And I knew we had to make a place for you. You make, Emily and I laugh all day, every day. And what you've done for us since Emily got sick has been an enormous help to us. Um, I don't know if, I don't think the TBTL listeners know, but Meredith has been getting uh, Cullen to back and forth from his place to the Megabus so he could come back to um, Austin and be with his mom. Uh, since she's been sick and it's been, you know, a great help to us that you've, you've done that. And Duff has actually gotten involved in that too. So, mm -hmm. um, if it's okay to say his name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so appreciate you, you too, Duff. Um, Christy, mm -hmm. this is someone who I did not meet this year, who I met, um, two or three years ago. And you dreamed up this show, LRB, and just wanted to pass it on to me and have me run with it. But fucking joke's on you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have started it without you. But uh, and, and initially, I will, I will take some credit. Initially, I did a lot of work. I did a lot of heavy lifting on both shows. Um, just like with the stickers. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still working on this. I mean... <laughs> Stick, I'm working on the next generation of stickers. Know this, listeners. <clears throat> the next stickers will be even better if I have anything to do with it. And I They'll do. They'll be puffy, glittery, and scented. Yes, scented stickers. I know everyone loves the scented stickers, so we're going to get that going. Um, then I decided to hide behind my wife's illness, and <laughs> you uh, took control of the Friday show. 
there I got that right. And through that and a lot of Tom Sawyering, I got you to take the reins on that. So I know you have a lot of people fooled into thinking you're a nice lady. I happen to know you're a very nasty person. <laughs> <laughs> you talk a lot of shit. Uh, That's just between Bo- you and me, Mike. Bobby has so much tape on you. <laughs> Black <laughs> shit. Yeah. So, so we got you. You're never going to get out. Um, but you've always been really sweet to me. And uh, this has been a great labor of love for me. And I hope for you since um, way back then, April, May. So finally, Jeremy. No, I think we're out of time on that. So, um, <laughs> the shot, the clock is going off. <laughs> moving on. Uh, personally, what I'm thankful for this year, besides y'all, uh, my newest friends, Bobby and Meredith, and my semi-new friend Christy, I'm I'm thankful for the friends that I've had all my life, and I'm thankful for the friends that uh, I have through TBTL, and I'm thankful. Actually, I should say our friends, because since Emily got sick in August, people have revealed themselves and 99.9% for the better. Um, Everybody is quick to offer help. And I know they're sincere and I can, and, and we've barely taken any of you up on it, but I know it's, I know you mean it and and I and I know you want to do something for us. We're doing great. But what the process has allowed me to see is how many amazing people are around me all the time. Thank you. To you three, uh the tens and the rest of my friends and family. It's been it's been a rough time, but it also has revealed a lot of great things. So I'm to bright side it, I would say I'm thankful for what has happened this year just because now I know how solid all of you are. Thank you. Damn it, Mike. I just hope that AutoZone comes through with those windshield wipers for your face. You know, Bobby. <laughs> My glasses need that uh, Rain-X. <laughs> All right. You son of a bitch. Um, I'm glad he went last. <laughs> yeah, that was intentional. Um, and with that, Wagoneers, uh, we're going to leave you with... The episode of TPTL we talked about a little bit earlier while we were chatting here. Uh, clearly, this is a bit of an informal episode. Um, this is Luke talking to his family, the kids, uh, and wanting to be a cool kid. So enjoy this on your Thanksgiving 2015 while we regroup and uh, find some tissues and figure out what a vanity-scented TBTL sticker would smell like. <laughs> uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'll, I'll say here what I've been saying at my trivia shows for the last week, which is uh, I hope that you're spending it with people you love 
even if they're not people you like. Yes. And don't forget to come to the before party. Party <laughs> like it's 1999. Chrissy, you worked housekeeping into what you're thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Brown, oh Charlie Brown. Come on, Charlie Brown. I'll hold the ball and you kick it. Hold it? Ha! You'll pull it away and I'll land flat on my back and kill myself. But Charlie Brown, it's Thanksgiving. She wouldn't try to trick me on a traditional holiday. This time I'm going to kick that football clear to the moon. Do a little uh, mic check here, uh, David Burbank. Check, check. Okay, scooting a little bit on that bad boy. Okay. Can I have a stand for this? No, you, you can't. David is the only donor who supports TBTL financially each month, yep. so he gets a mic stand. Samwise, just hold it, hold it by the base like that. Yeah, just basically. The, okay, then get it close to your mouth. Okay. Testing. Check. Good. Check. All right, Adelaide Grace. I'm here. Hello. And then, uh, and then that's me. Um, uh, first position, David Burbank. Hello. Hey there, Luke. Sam Burbank. Hi. Hello. Adelaide Grace. How you doing? Hi, Dad. Um, what I wanted to talk about with you guys uh, on this, this is going to air on Thanksgiving, so we'll just sort of pretend that it is. Happy Thanksgiving. You're totally in the zone with it, David. That's that's a radio professional I'm into this making. Whole future, you know. This, I like this it. Time. I like it. Um, okay, so uh, first, I wanted to point out that you guys have all been provided Martinelli's, uh, which is the necessity, which is really, I would say, the most commonly consumed drink for your strata of the family. That is to say, the totally. kids in the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the family tradition on the Martinelli's for you guys? I mean. Basically, we got to get fake wasted on Martinelli's sparkling cider at the kids' table. I mean, that's it's been the tradition since as long as I can remember. Does anybody remember when that tradition started or who started it or even the adult activity that inspired you guys? <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, as the, as the conversations around the adult dinner table get a little bit more like less interesting for us kids then we sort of would dive into the martinelli's to inspire our own yeah you know and you guys i feel like a big driver of this whole thing for you guys was the fact that mom is obsessed with these kind of beer mug glasses for our mom and for addie's grandmother the actual vessel that you drink from is Mm -hmm. really important like she puts these she puts them in the freezer she doesn't drink anymore but she still puts them in the freezer i remember you guys drinking martinelli's out of these mugs Mm -hmm. and that was like for you a really kind of big part of the that's interesting i have less of a memory of that i don't think i was ever into trying to pretend that we were drinking beer i was more into like when we would finish off a bottle and then we would just get to like wave the empty bottle around Mm -hmm. and be like we downed all of these (laughs) haha and like have a pile of them sitting on the table as if they were wine and we drink all of them at least for me that was my yeah and then we'd all just get really bad stomach aches because of all yeah that's a lot of sugar terrible that's really bad very very sweet 
Would you guys ever drink Martinelli's? Do you think in your adult life has it been have the, has it been ruined for you? Well, I have some sitting in front of me now, so all right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I still love it. Still, uh... I barely consider you an adult, Sam, even though you <laughs> are in fact twenty one. Yeah, Rudy is. Um, as with every TBTL broadcast, Rudy is going to be um, trying to take it all down a notch by running around and being an insane person. Um, what do you guys think your strongest memory of the Burbank family Thanksgiving is, aside from Martinelli's based humor? Well, so me and David were trying to remember if this happened on uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas. I'm not sure. I've, my, my gut tells me that it was a Thanksgiving event um when addy had gotten uh a video camera oh my god <laughs> and so smeagol versus gollum was is a short film um <clears throat> this was you know after the lord of the rings films had recently come out okay and um, you want to explain no please, please all right um so pretty much um addy had these incredible directorial visions uh, and it involved a sheet in a boombox, which our backdrop and our soundtrack could be provided. And so, uh, and so Sam and I were uh, tasked to be the main actors. And so we, um, one, we did a couple different uh, kind of, yeah, you know, now and Smeagol see- versus Gollum is the two, Parts the of split personality, split personality right. battling each Gollum. other for domination of yes, but it actually is two different people that in is this Gollum. film. I think it was really conceptually pretty <laughs> ahead of its. I'm time. impressed that you're you're calling it a film still. <laughs> well, I mean, it's on. It was filmed with a camera. What else would <laughs> it be? I think Rudy is living in a Smeagol versus Gollum <laughs> kind of uh, situation now, except it turns out it's almost all Gollum. Okay, so. What were the, like, sort of um, preparations that went into well, so the first, making of Smeagol versus Gollum, which has become a legendary well, film in our family? Not not much preparation went into it, as we were, yeah. you know, like, eight and nine years old, probably. Well, like, speak for yourself, because for I, I, I spent a lot of time with that piece. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think I just kind of remember, like, having the camera and being super excited and I don't know exactly what the timeline is but um it was definitely was the type of thing where like as soon as I had it um at the at the family event whenever the weekend started like the whole time I was just thinking like okay who what is going to be the thing that we're going to make or who can I talk into being in this or what's the idea going to be that we can agree upon and I think I kept trying to like kind of like work it into like, hey guys, like, what like do you, you probably think about, started with like... a Powerpuff Girl based <laughs> idea, <laughs> and Johnny then, Bravo, and, we had to, and, right, and, and we had eventually to find got to Smeagol ground. versus Gollum because it was let yeah. let these guys get Which excited about it. I wasn't even, yeah, I had to make some sacrifices because I'm not even the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, right? Like, I I, I know that that's like blasphemy, fighting words, but <clears throat> yeah. um, yeah. So I think that uh, I really wanted to try to. So talk some other family members into making it with me, and you guys were into it. The only actual scene that I remember was filming, fighting over the ring. I, I do remember fighting over the ring. Okay, so two scenes I remember. I remember fighting over the ring, and then I remember a scene where neither neither of us were actually um, portraying Gollum, but we were like Sam and Frodo. <laughs> yes, it's and, always dark and mortal. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only thing I remember is yeah. David saying. <laughs> David saying it's always dark and mortar, but like I was like, awesome. Very was actually, so I have good. to tell you, you were incredible, <laughs> David. It's always dark and mortar. Yeah. Now, was this yeah. the movie that 
spawned the, or at least created the um, the tape of David's David super mad. Crying in the window? This is why I bring that up. Because okay. this Got is milk. what my actual favorite Thanksgiving memory is. If it is truly a Thanksgiving memory. It is. It's it is. Just, That's what I think it is. Because it's Thanksgiving ever, or I think Christmas I've seen it, time. but I'm assuring you that it does yeah. exist. And um, you all have seen it at least once or twice. So you can remember. David was, we were sitting around, the, I'm, I'm certain it was Thanksgiving because everyone was sitting around the table and like, I'm pretty sure every member of our family was there. And David kept on saying, got milk and then he would just burst <laughs> burst into laughter like burst into laughter thinking it was the he was like thing what ever. was he like 17 yeah, at this time no. 16 17 yeah. that's when we knew he was touched yeah, we knew, yeah. no but so yeah like six or seven year old david is just like got milk ah! just every oh every couple God, of minutes and at a certain this. point we just everyone had had enough and so <laughs> Somehow we can we coerce David outside and uh, no you guys threw like you guys carried me we carried outside, you outside really? well, okay. and dropped me on the deck and then shut the door and locked. Well, it. that's your version of the story. No, I, I think I think I was like, let's go jump on the trampoline or something, which was always my favorite. Like, well, you guys basically tradition. tricked him. Into we going tricked him outside. into going yeah. outside and then we shut the door and locked it and then filmed him. Basically, well, the, the thing the that's so great about this footage, though, is that it was like a rainy sort of cold night and it's like a wood door with like a glass panel in it. And in the in the film, it, like, I'm pretty sure I shot it. And, I'm impressed um, you're still calling this a film <laughs> in the tape. You, sir? Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, I kind of like zoom in on his face and it's just a sort of a small corner of the window and he's so close to the window that it, he's breathing out and the whole thing is covered in fog and then like from his own breath and then you kind of see him get closer to it and then as the camera is get zooming in closer to him you see the fog dissipating and you see the face of just like the saddest angriest seven-year-old you've ever seen and he just is like banging on the window and he's like let me in let me in i was crazy do you think that this scarred you, David? I'm asking this very seriously. Do you think that this uh, made you sort of a, a more traumatized person going forward? I th- I don't. I think it might have actually done the exact opposite. I think it might have snapped me into like a more mature state because after watching, after being forced to watch that video lots of times later that evening. Um, you know, you guys hooked it up to the TV and we're showing the entire family. Um, I I saw how absolutely insane I looked. And so, you know, that's you were like a how I became the man. Yeah, I know. Right. I, actually, I don't think you looked. I think you need to not be so hard on yourself. Those are, those are intense feelings yeah. for a seven-year-old to confront. <laughs> I know. When I who just got locked out of his own family home on Thanksgiving yeah. by the people in the world who are supposed to care about him. I think it was totally natural for you to feel I think what scared. really upset me the most Wimp. was that... None of you guys ever answered my question. Got milk? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, TBTL. Uh, This is listener Raul Alvarez in Chicago. And my best Thanksgiving disaster happened about seven years ago. Uh, I was having Thanksgiving at my girlfriend's family's house, and I was really nervous about meeting them because she had an extended Italian family that... Um, she said eating and she said eating was very, very important to them. I'm a very skinny person and uh, eating a lot of food is pretty tough for me. So I didn't eat all day and made sure to eat as much as possible. So I had turkey, I had lasagna, I had several different kinds of pasta, stuffing, the whole nine, and tons of wine. And 
uh, at the end of the meal, uh, started to feel a little bit weird, uh, not super great, and had to take my brother back to my grandparents' house. So we excused ourselves, started driving towards my grandparents' house, which was a five-minute drive away. On the drive, definitely realized that I needed to go to the restroom, but did not have the ability to stop anywhere because everything was closed for Thanksgiving. So as the intestinal distress worsened, I drove faster and faster and faster. We made it to my grandparents' house. I threw the car into neutral. I didn't even put it in park. Jumped out of the car. My brother had to stop the car from rolling down a hill. Uh, ran into the house, ripped open the door, got into the restroom, and didn't make it. Uh, had a little bit of an accident and had to throw away my pants and a couple pink dish towels that my grandmother had ha- had in the bathroom. Um, I changed, got back to my girlfriend's house uh, about an hour later, and uh, everyone wanted to know what happened to my pants, and I didn't really have a good explanation. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, uh, next question. What food tradition in the Burbank family Thanksgiving sort of oeuvre, what food or tradition uh, do you secretly not like, but you don't want to admit it because you don't want to be a buzzkill? Like, what is the part of the whole... Because this I, is like, I, I, I want to I right say to people. I totally know, I know what mine is. Okay, okay. While David, while, while David is, while David is getting his, his thought together, I just want to mention to people that like Thanksgiving in our family is, um, is a really big deal. And it's also a really big deal to like everything in our family. You know what I mean? Like, like you're supposed to like the stuff the right amount to be part of the experience. So, uh, what, what is the thing that, that you don't like, but that you feel like you have to go along with because... You're a Burbank. Are we going to say the same thing know. at the same time? I, I don't know. I don't want to risk it. We, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Should we say it? I'm just right. Give me radio. the countdown. One. Okay. One. You do the countdown. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, three, two, one, go. Stuffing. stuffing. Oh, Yeah, stuffing is kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, the stuffing is wack. I agree. I've been waiting 20 years to say it, and like, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if there's just like bad juju around it or something because it's, like, it's I not think it's, it's not even that it's bad it's like i'm just not someone who likes stuffing yeah. i just don't want like some breadcrumbs and like some fruit and then some weird oh, shit yeah, totally. some onions and then some other weird I shit you. i don't know it's, it's just dry and it's weird yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i agree with you i don't think stuffing is good i don't think it has anything to do with the preparation specifically in our household mm-hmm. it's just i think stuffing as an idea is it's a weird. bizarre thing yeah, yeah. It it's one of those things that people ate a lot of when they didn't have access to good food right exactly it's right. just like the filler it's, like, the it's like oh we had to take the guts out of this turkey let's fill it with all this <laughs> yeah. other random crap and then like the <laughs> stuffing fans the stuffing fans I, in our family certainly enjoy well i've actually never even stuff. tasted stuffing before like what? oh no, just like never had it my first conscious thanksgiving i just saw it and i was like Nah, nope, not for me. And I grabbed another Hawaiian. Can we agree that on some level, it really the whole the holiday part. is just about oh, eating man. Hawaiian rolls with uh, butter? Yeah. The rest of it's fine. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, no problem. But like, I'm about the turkey though. The turkey. I'm is, about that uh, gravy. I'm really? About that gravy okay, so David, you did not answer stuffing. Well, what's you, what's I, the so thing that you're a little bit? The question a little bit. Um, I thought you meant like, are my least favorite thing, as in like, you know. Uh, the karaoke that mom forces us to do oh, or God. whatever other thing. thing. And so my answer would be like, I, I actually 
like as cheesy as it sounds, I love all of that. Like Thanksgiving is one hundred percent my favorite holiday because like it's food, football, family, all Faith. F's, all Faith. <laughs> friends, three, Farts. three F's. <laughs> no, but but honestly, like it's uh, it's. Is it's there any really part of it? Time. Is there any part of it that you're less pumped about i mean like a mile and a half into the burbank family fun run i'm usually hating it a uh, lot but by the end you, you know, are I'm, going to officially devastate me on the burbank family fun run this time out though because we have now i mean there has been for the last i don't know how many years what do you think 15 years or something uh it started 15 years ago i think where i would take you guys out and you guys would run around the track mm-hmm. and i would try to do a little jog and we called this the Burbank Family Fun Run. And then over time, everybody else kind of faded on this idea other than you and me, Dave. Yep. And then I, there was a little time where I was in better shape than you, so I could still outrun you. But you had this youthful Because I en- was 10 years old. Yeah. So. But you had, this youth, you had this youthful energy. You were an adult training for a half marathon. Yeah. But... Yeah. And your leg was broken. Yeah. Uh, and if I had to, if I had to, I would have somebody take David out. I mean, just so I could have this one moment of glory. No, but but basically, we've now reached the point, David, where if you and I tomorrow when we do the Burbank Family Fun Run, if we arrive at the house at the same time, it's only because you're just helping the old man out. Like you can officially destroy me at jogging now. I mean, it's the longer legs. You can. Mm. It's not the longer legs. It's the. It's the healthfulness. It's the bow tie. I mean, it's so many things. <laughs> well, I mean, tomorrow we're gonna have a game changing factor, and that's Samwise Burbank. So okay, this is a big. This is a big. This is breaking news within the Burbank family. Maybe not within the TBTL listening audience. TBTL breaking news. But for the last few years, again, only me and David have even like gone out on this thing. Sam, you're saying you're officially willing to join the Burbank family fun run? More than willing. Yes. How do you think you're going to do? Well, that's a really good question. I actually haven't run Nor for I. more than a mile in a considerable amount of time, like a year plus. What changed this year? Why did you decide to bring your running shoes and, and decide to be a real man? Well, I, for one, oh. <laughs> for one, um, you couldn't work out today. I couldn't work out today. And, uh, we were kind of rushed. That's not a joke. <laughs> I was like, I actually wanted to go to the gym today. That just didn't happen. Um, no, but more realistically, I, uh, I have a vehicle now in my uh, possession, so I can... The Rad Shad. The Rad Shad. And so uh, in the past, it's been like, well, if I'm going to be on like a Greyhound, and do I want to like lug around a pair of like running shoes with all my other shit that I have to bring? But you know, I probably used that as an excuse. It was really just right. sort of intimidation and fear that kept me from mm-hmm. participating. Um, but I'm... Um, Straight that in the hearts yeah, I just want to say that, like, I've never participated. I think even no, that's not well, true. You did, no, you didn't know you. When we went to the track, you did it. Mm-hmm. I would pretend to run laps and then like go mm-hmm. on the side and listen to Hillary Duff on my iPod. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you, Adelaide, uh, not uh, take part in this tomorrow? Like, actually, tomorrow. Why wouldn't I do it right now? Well, because I don't have running shoes with me, like on this particular trip, and also I just don't like. I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not. You don't I, buy into the tradition. I, you have I nothing guess, of the guilt yes. of tradition. I just don't feel that guilty about it. Maybe it's because, like, I don't know. Maybe it's this is totally going to sound like a patriarchal thing, but maybe it's because, like, none of the other girls in our family ever participate. So it just doesn't. That's I don't fair. feel like any kind of, like, I don't know. 
I, I just don't, I, I guess I just don't feel the same kind of like, like, I, I don't feel any guilt about participating or not participating. I'm kind of just indifferent about the whole thing. Okay. I think by now also it's like it's definitely tradition. Like we watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Once the dog show, you know, comes on, <laughs> we go, we go run, we come back in time to watch some sport ball. And, yeah. You know. Eat. It's all very regimented in this family, though. I mean, it is a very yeah. – I've used this already on this show, but, like, it's very ritualistic. Like mm-hmm. – we tend to do the things we do in exactly the way we do them. Do you guys think that that is like a fun traditional thing, or do you, does that feel at any time a little bit like um, constricting? I don't think it's constricting at all. I think, I mean, if any of us really had the desire, because the reason that we're out running is because most everyone else is like preparing <laughs> right, food right. and other things, you know. See, and that's so, where I that's where I've been in a weird limbo purgatory. Yeah, because you also don't prepare food. Because I also don't make any food. Yeah, you really so are always, not helping on any level. There's always at least two hours each Thanksgiving day where, like, I have to just go take a walk shower around by myself or, like, take a shower. Like, I don't even... Hang out with, like, the nieces and nephews. <laughs> yeah, your totally. Cousins. Totally. I have to, like, try to fill Figure two... out what the hell Marion's talking about. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what do you think, then, Grace? Okay, so, listen, well, if this I year... Do it? I think you should do it. I think we can probably scare up some running shoes I'm for sure you. I'm sure that or my you, mom or has you, some compatible Or you have to learn how to size. cook well, in the next six hours. Yeah. Those are your basically your two choices. You have choices. to do a cook-off with Josh Schofield. <laughs> I See, lose. The, one of those two tests. Mm. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I'm fine with that. Except for, I guess my sort of like psychological thing about the, like I already feel like, I don't really like go too hard in the paint when it comes to like <laughs> like eating on other days of the year. So like I don't feel like I need to run a huge thing. Right. I feel like the excuse I can use is just to be like it's Thanksgiving. Like I can literally eat as much as I want to today right. and not have yeah. to think about it for a second right. because all the rest of the time of the year. I mean, not that I you know, but you know you got to give some thought to like don't eat five Big Macs or something. So I don't really wait. What <laughs> come again? Don't eat five Big Macs. Hey, this is Colleen of Boston, and I'm Kira. I'm a New York fan, and we're sisters who've been listening to TVTL for years. <laughs> we were trying to brainstorm which story to tell, the Thanksgiving with the arson or the one with the divorce, but this is our second annual sister giving on the East Coast, and we kind of wanted to start fresh by just getting a little tea and eat. So, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, what are you guys most looking forward to tomorrow? Oh, that's a loaded question. I mean, I, uh, I, in, in dual, in dual uh, kind of equality, I am looking forward to and incredibly nervous for, uh, you know, Seahawks 49ers. Yeah, so I was going to say, the Hawks game is one. I mean... I love our family so much. That's not a tradition. It's not a tradition, not at all. You know, football on Thanksgiving because this is the first time the Hawks have played on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's usually just a fun like. I'm already like I'm already kind of nervous. Not nervous, but I'm already kind of like mad about this game happening tomorrow. This is. I'm nervous that I'm gonna freak out. It kind of ruins it for me. That's what I'm saying. Like I really don't like. When somebody first told me they were like, "Yeah, Seahawks are playing the 49ers on Thanksgiving," it was like I had a whole movie of what could or won't happen already play through my head and it's kind of like what do those movies look like well if it's you know if we win the game then it's a super awesome fun time where like everyone is really into it but it's even then it's just like 
I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be a lot of competing. Just on the field? Or, just like, <laughs> or, or like competing? I feel like, like there's going to be a thing where one team has to have more points than the other team. What, what Addy is talking about is like a competition of like who is more emotional over the yeah, rea- over totally. the outcome of the game. Like well, that is, now now my friend, you have really you've tapped into it an inherent Burbank family. Yeah, it's me, me, Luke, Sam, and Rachel all trying to be more passionate fans. Oh no, and don't mom leave coming mom in and trying to. Mom's gonna get in there. You know, Sarah Burbank's not not a slouch. Not a slouch when it comes to her you know twelve right. representation. Right. So we have a family. We have a family that cares about football a lot but also cares about caring about football a lot mm-hmm. so this is a this is going to be an intense this afternoon is tomorrow I'm saying that like i just don't i just don't like to trust a national football league team of people that we have no actual association with or control of over to basically dictate what the entire mood of our family maybe we should just like make a pact because it's like uh, what is what I mean, okay are you all gonna Addie, hate I'm me for saying this freak out about the game i so. know but i'm just saying like if if on in a improbable world where we lose the game, are we? Mm. Do we even improbable slash like highly 50, probable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. I'm trying not to like piss you guys off by saying if we <laughs> might lose because I know some fans are like, don't even like. What do you mean if we might lose? But I'm glad you guys are smart enough. Okay, so I'm just saying if we lose, it's like, what's the is every? I mean, what's going to happen? Like, can we? We'll Talk about on. it. Or yeah, we'll, are you going to move on? Or are you going to we'll let it on. ruin the whole no, night? No, no, are we going to like have a fun no, time? We will are we going to appreciate that like, this is like the one day of the year when we get to like have a fun time with each other? See, here's what I think is going to happen. If we lose, then we're going to eat dessert and listen to Christmas music and think about Christmas. And that's going to be our happy time. And we'll karaoke away. Exactly. Yeah. And if okay. we win, then it's all gravy. You know, it's then the we're gonna... more the better. Get do so a lot of two chains during karaoke. Yeah, it's gonna okay. get weird. I'm do my Drake impression. That's fine again. as long as like as long as there's nobody as long as nobody goes into the basement for a long amount of time. Well, like, oh. goes off. On... I'm actually. Okay, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean after actually. the game. I mean after the game, right. like oh, in right. a yeah, yeah, yeah. in like a remorseful, regretful about the loss. Or right. As long as like nobody goes into the woods. As long as nobody leaves in their car. Nobody gets wow, to like go to that's bed. Crazy that and, you like... predicted going into the woods because that's <laughs> something that I've done several times when the yeah. Seahawks I think are doing di- really badly. Sam, I'm not trying to leave you out of this because I know that you you also love the Hawks and in fact. Um, I would I would challenge either of you to trivia about the Hawks roster right now okay. or anything Ooh. of it. I'm, right. I would win. I'm, I'm just not saying even, as, not like even as far as emotionally invested to a incredibly unhealthy standpoint. That's what I'm trying to say. In certainly, terms of people I, yeah, who certainly. don't have good boundaries, <laughs> I think David and I have a certain little corner carved out, which is – like, we I'll don't. Fuck shit up. We like, don't. We we curse, we, we historically no have will. not taken the Seahawks losing big games well in a way that's not that's not reflect well on us. Yes. Right. So we may have to go to the basement for a minute or two <laughs> during the game, but because if Jack tries to come up and and I don't want another pizza factory situation, <laughs> Jack. I'm serious. No, but Grace, what you're saying, it totally is. I think it's really valid. And I've already been trying to emotionally kind of prepare myself for this. Right. Not just this game, but actually throughout this whole season, because Carrie has also said sometimes your football team loses and it shouldn't be a thing that ruins the entire day because right. at the end of that day, it's not a big deal. It's right. just a football it's game. Not, but the other the, I mean, the other side of that coin, though, but, right? But yeah. like, if I could if, uh, if propose we... an, uh, an argument for fucking shit up. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, you excluded me from this group, but I will defend you in saying that. <laughs> That if 
You may you exclude me from I your group when I lock into my deck. Truly, you can't truly enjoy the win unless you truly would feel the loss. You know what I'm saying? That is that is absolutely my Cash opinion. Yin yang. It is, yeah. It you is. need to, like, for instance, for instance, and this is why David and I, and, and maybe Sam too, you're invited now, so you okay. made it. You made it. <laughs> I made it. I made it. <laughs> This is why we may need to retreat to the basement because one of the weird things about watching a football game with a group of people is everybody's at a different level of caring. And sometimes there's like a really pivotal moment and some of the people are like obsessively staring at the screen. Again, the people with unhealthy relationships with football. And then some of the people are just talking about Black Friday. Mm. like Or trying to make a joke about the team, right. which, you know, uh, that's a poorly cool that timed joke to, can yeah, really to be hard to take. That's cool. I can't take that. I got to I got to leave for that. You know, like, yeah. And so it, yeah, it is like it's it's complicated because like you feel like people are not watching the game in the right way, yeah. which right. which just saying that out loud, that's unhealthy. Yeah. is also, one of the lamest things you can ever say. Yeah. Right. But it's totally true. I mean, I get really, I mean, just like the amount of talking during during actual game time. Like there there are a lot of factors that Sam and I watched my, the Cowboys my, game together, yeah. and both of Oof. us just like that's rough. You guys was, were in the shit. It was rough. It, yeah. it, was, it was like really you were in Nam. We were yelling at each other for both freaking out, and like yeah. both of us were freaking out to an equal amount. Yeah, it's like it's and complicated it, it was, for me because like I don't toxic. Yeah, I don't really know what like even a first down is, and I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> a first I'm down Susie? is like when. Nor does Susie Burbank. I, like when when imagine this. Imagine you're a Smeagol. And there's a golem who's outside a kitchen door. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's Hear that. Got milk, okay? Yes. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, this is, like, a really, like, I cannot even try to pretend like I know what the what. Like, I, I totally, I get it. I totally understand it. I get why people, and I don't want to, like, disturb anybody's experiencing of their sports and their team and their whole thing. But like, honest to God, like I have, I have really, and I don't think I'm, a, you know, the dumbest, the biggest Dom bass. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, look who's a 10 over here. <laughs> More like, look who has like an hour bus ride to work every day. <laughs> Reality <laughs> check. Who's <laughs> already listened to all the gist podcasts that she can. But seriously, I'll like, um, take it. <laughs> But like I, I have <laughs> Sam. Sam is pouring Don't red wine me. into a Martinelli's frothed glass. Well, he is twenty-one. He oh, is twenty-one. Thank God the rest of you aren't having any alcohol as non-twenty-one-year-olds. Um, well, I just have really tried to understand football on. on I feel like it's several occasions where I've really, really, truly tried to be like, all right, Addy, just get in the mindset, understand this, digest what this means, make sense of it. It's just it's a game that you can understand and. I, I mean, I sort of understand what's happening. I get that you're trying to move the ball, but I mean, I just really don't. I don't know that. I guess I'm. It's it's hard. It's it's hard out here to like want to be to be a person from this city, you know. And like, right, currently, and because you know, because like, of how big it, it is. Seriously, is a hard thing because and, totally. and and it's like I feel like a phony because it's like people are like, oh, the Hawks game or like you're gonna come over and watch the game or and it's like yeah, but like I'm just not. Do you think any of that, same. Grace? Do you think any of that is, is, uh, it would have to be, I think, pretty subconscious. But is any of that a reaction in some way to the fact that, like, you watched me throughout your life be so obsessed with sport ball? Yeah, probably. It, I mean, in some really like 
weird way that I haven't thought about. Maybe it was just more. <laughs> this seems like a good place to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe maybe it was just like more. Maybe it was just more in a way of like when you would be like watching a game and being like super into it or super. It just was probably a thing like trying to read like, my mood. Yeah, and, and it was sort like, of like this if, it, seems, if this if this arbitrary always, thing works right, out, it, my dad will be happy, and right. if it goes the wrong way, he'll be a real grump. Yeah, and I think it just seemed like the type of thing where it was like he's directing a ton of energy and thought, and all this stuff is revolving around this. Like, I don't really know. Like, I guess this is a good time for me to just like read my book or like play on my Game Boy Color or something. You know what I mean? Like, I right. think I would kind of like di- divert my but whatever. but do you remember? Mm-hmm. When we single-handedly, as huh? a father-daughter team, right. helped the Huskies win a game by throwing a football back and forth in the car. Oh, yeah. I driving to, that. like, Ocean Shores or something. Totally. I do I'm not, do I'm not seeing the story. connection between that and the Huskies' victory. Well, you can't understand game. it because okay. you weren't there. But we made some kind of deal, I think, which was, like, if we could flip this little football yeah. side to side like in the car. It was, a tiny Nerf football. And we were, like, if we can – I was in the passenger seat, and he was – driving clearly and she wasn't driving at that time yeah i was like <laughs> because she was, six. Four. She was drinking well and <laughs> that's right and Addy, you know what's crazy about what you're describing is in this moment right now i totally yeah. understand what you're saying yeah. but come game day i'm like no matter how much i you know i love you and this happened uh when we played the cardinals last week my roommate who's my best friend you yeah. know i did you really kick him out of your dorm I room? I legitimately oh, kicked him out of my room. I turned off all the lights and I just watched the game because I, as much as I Whoa. love him as a person, I can't have him because he's such a, Dumbass. you know, to use, <laughs> well, to use the Sherm's word, he's a mediocre fan. Ooh. And, well, he's, I mean, he's not even a fan. Like Sam, are you really ready to come to the basement, okay, brother? Because well, this is going to be like, serious straight business up tomorrow. And like, he... On it, like I can't, like I used to. We got cable in our room now, um, and I used to have to go to one of the lounges. I live on uh, in Alder Hall at UW, so I used to have to go to one of the lounges to watch the games. And I would just like lock the lounge and sit alone in this dark lounge, while other lounges all around the other floors had tons of people in them watching the game. I would lock myself alone in the lounge and just watch the game. And he would like come in and be like. Oh, are we winning or losing? And I'd be like, just get out. I can't have you right. in here right now. Well, you do have some PTSD because of our mother, who is a wonderful woman, but oh. has been known to wander in to a Seahawks game and say, like, when's Edgar hitting? Hello! Thanksgiving yeah. games never count. That was actually a classic that she is that, said. Is that just... Tim Allen in there? <laughs> Actually, Just, that might go down. Only Burbanks will know. Yeah, no one's going to understand half of these references. But, <laughs> but, but it's we, fun for us, though. She, she is definitely uh, a fan of the idea of being a fan, but her uh, awareness of the ins and outs of the game. Are yeah, you know, I would argue, though, she, in Mom's defense, she has gotten significantly better since. That is true. Well, and, she asked and, if Richard she, Sherman was Russell Wilson several times during one of the games. But that's because that she's racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will tell you this. The last probably four Sundays in a row, and you guys may have had the same thing. I've had a missed call from mom mm-hmm. on Sunday, and the reason is because she the Seahawks are playing, and she wants to talk about the Seahawks. I answered that call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the better son. No, I answered during the Chiefs game and you I, know, expressed my doubts, and she was like, what? No, we're doing great. And I was like, eh. But I think that she's I, – I, I'm just agreeing with you, Sam. I think that she is uh, – I think that she's definitely – doing her very best to be plugged into the whole thing. Certainly.
Hey, Luke. Hey, Andrew. I'm calling in to tell you about my Thanksgiving tradition. Not so much tradition, but what I will be doing tomorrow. I'm a Seattle 10 and from Detroit, so I will wake up, do some morning drinking, watch the Lions, sleep through shitball uh, cowboys, and then wake up refreshed from a nap to probably consume some more alcohol to watch the Seahawks. All right, go Hawks. Sam, do you have a favorite uh, moment of Thanksgiving that you're looking forward to? You know, the one that Addy mentioned is pretty close there. I was going to also say um, when we're all when we all join hands and um, wow, no, nah, actually that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was we, actually, I, I, you know what? Though you you're, you're making sorry, a joke. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just old enough maybe. that to me the idea that yeah. that we yeah no no I I'm really not, do no no I'm not the, a the whole, no no exactly exactly no I, I do enjoy though the aspect of like us all all holding hands and like being quiet for a minute you know yeah. like everyone is sort of like hushing because so much of the day is just like yeah. noise everywhere just people doing things trying to communicate and then for you know 10 15 seconds we all just hold our hands bow our heads and regardless of you know what your faith is yeah. um i don't know it's a it's a meditative moment to sort of a moment to thank give thanks yeah. yeah for me it's like because i grew up in the era of this family when every single night before we ate and we always ate, you know, together dinner and, and, uh, uh like we was always like, we would hold hands. And oh, yeah. No, yeah, we that's always, still a yeah. thing that happens. Yeah. But did you guys eat dinner? School, but yeah. did you guys eat dinner around the table that Pretty frequently? Really? Yeah. Like, uh, unless is... one of, unless mom or dad was gone, like usually if mom was gone, dad would let us like make chicken nuggets and Maybe. french fries. Sometimes, but a lot of times it would still be me, Dave, and Dad at the dinner table. Yeah. We would hold Old hands, hands, bow our heads, mm-hmm. and pray, and then eat dinner while Dad would play some of, like, you know, soft uh, jazz, like or, piano. Uh, like, what's oh, that? Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, oh Brother, Where, where Art Thou soundtrack. Sleepless, Sleepless in Seattle. Seattle soundtrack. <laughs> These things, I... I you guys I listen to these soundtracks <laughs> all the time they're, now, they're and so I, they're good. so comforting oh, to me. Man, I yeah, I love them. God yeah. bless it. You guys had such a different childhood than I did. Or what was the what was the what were the songs with like the whale? That's what I was trying to explain. Is like this soft piano. I can't remember what the pianist's oh, name man. is, but so you know, um, is there's like you know yeah. or the whale sounds. He's a local artist. I'm yeah. sure. David Lands? No. Um, uh, he was into George Winston, but that's not the guy with the no. the whale sounds. Whale sounds. Oh, some of the piano songs are really good, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want to get those. I would right look now. at yeah, I, would, awesome. I, would, I would download this if I could buy it, if I remembered what the guy's name was. But yeah, I'll have to ask Dad tomorrow. I love this I idea of you guys and Dad sitting around holding hands as the Sleepless in Seattle soundtrack is playing, and that for you guys, that's a that's like your sort of memory of being a kid in our household. Mm-hmm. For us, it was like uh, for you know me and Liz and and Sarah and Hannah, I guess, who are sort of the older generation. It was like same thing, sitting around holding hands in Seattle. And for me, it was uh, looking at this little kind of a, a missionary offering jar that we had that Dad would put money in every night. That I was stealing money out of every <laughs> wait, wait, day. Dad would put money in, it was just in the middle of the table. Yeah, he would take it off of the like there was a shelf. He would take it off the shelf. He would put his pocket change in it. He had this little folding kind of like a 
Oh, like mm-hmm. a coin purse. Yeah, the coin a purse. coin yeah. purse, but a, like w- that was like a fan. He, that yeah, was he has. He still has one of those. He's really into that. Apparently. Yeah, he <laughs> bought it at like the Kitsap it's, County it's Fair or something like He's that. He's been rocking that for years. <laughs> he would open that up and he would take his all of his silver money out and he'd put it in this thing. And one time, I really wanted a candy bar, and so I uh, I thought like maybe I can shake like some of the quarters out. And I couldn't, so I just figured I popped the top off. And this thing was like this red painted little coin box that had paintings of kids praying <laughs> on each side of it. And it was the money to go to the missionaries. Uh-huh. And I popped the top off and I started taking out a little bit at a time. And over the course of like a year, I took out all of the money. And well, then you probably had a baby to pay for it. Well, that's right. <laughs> so, it wasn't I mean, uh, super. It wasn't yeah. super impractical. So this is you, when you I say mean, thank like, you, Addy. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, it wasn't Addy. <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> so, one day, uh, Dad has, for whatever reason, hasn't his little fan of coin purse of money hasn't had any silver money, and so he hasn't put any money for a while. And I just say to him. You better put some money in there or it's going to get empty. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, no, it's a joke. Like, like it's been how, so long that you? it's going to get empty. Not like 20. No. I was probably 11 or 12 or something. So he goes, he goes, what do you mean? Oh, well, let's, let's see how much is in there. He takes this thing down. And the whole family at that time were all sitting around the table and – We've all seen him putting this money into this thing for a year, and he opens it up and he pours it on his plate, and it has like twelve pennies in it. <laughs> That's all of it. Oh shame, God. shame. And like everybody just looks at me. Yeah, the whole family. What was your physical reaction when that happened? Like, was it automatically like you just felt like sweat come like to you? Because that's the kind of reaction that I would have. I think I was hoping for a miracle. I think some part of me thought maybe there's still some maybe money. He'll, maybe he'll bust it open and it'll just fucking overflow. Yeah, <laughs> because at that time in my life, I believed in a lot of those kinds of miracles. I was like, well, if I pray hard enough in this moment. But the thing I did that was really ridiculous was I was sent to my room. And while in my room, what, I... Were you coming up with a story of why you didn't... Of how... What I was doing was I was saying... Oh, that was not me. They think it was me, but I didn't take that money. Yeah, I was saying it out totally. loud, but like... To try to make yourself believe it? No, so hoping they would be listening on the outside of the oh, door. Oh, shit. Oh, I've, I've done that So before. I was like trying that's to not, say... That's it. not one of your worst ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying it out terrible. loud. I was saying it out loud as if I was just talking to myself, like this is the right. reality of the situation. Right. Right. But I'm hoping that they hear me and they're like, well, if he's just saying it to himself, it can't be a lie. <laughs> Why would he lie to himself? <laughs> I don't know why they were cops from the 1930s, but that was what was going on. with a cup. Yeah, exactly. Wow, we got a 28 skidoo. Get this guy. Hey, Luke and Andrew. I wish I had a funny um, Thanksgiving story to tell, but the only one that I have is the time that my father and I decided to change and switch five minutes before um, Thanksgiving dinner, which lasted, of course, into the into dinner with my mother steaming and everybody else mad, angry at us. But I remember that like it was like it was yesterday. Uh, my dad's gone and my mom's gone, and the only thing I want to say is love the people you're with. Tell them, tell them you love them every day. 
because once they're gone, they're gone. Peace and love. Peace and love. Bye, guys. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate you um, sharing these memories. I look forward to making new memories with you guys tomorrow. Um, I, uh, I'm going to be working my hardest, uh, like David and like Sam, to kind of make a firewall between what happens with Thanksgiving, what happens with the football, because, Grace, you're totally right. That is not a reason for us to not have a fun family time together. Um, and if they win, then everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, well, this has been a, this has been a really fun time talking about Thanksgiving with you guys. Thanks, thanks for doing it. Of course, oh, yeah, anytime. Uh, thank you very much, everybody out there in listener land, uh, driving wherever you're driving, or making whatever you're making, or puttering in whatever way you're puttering. Uh, we will uh, see you guys tomorrow with more imaginary radio. Uh, until then, uh, please remember: no mountain too tall. And good, good luck, luck to all. All three of you? <laughs> Impressive. Should we try to do a group nailed it for when the clip ends? Oh, like, okay. Like nailed it yeah. and then happy Thanksgiving. Like when Jen used to try to do, not awesome. Right, right, right. So all count- <laughs> and they would have to, f- they would take ten minutes to figure out what the delay was that day. Right, right. Bobby knows about this. I'll count three, two, <laughs> one. No, wait. Do we do it on the one or do we pause we, after no, the second? one? No, we clap, guys. <laughs> we. <laughs> oh, is there a clap? No, no, we're not clapping. Oh, it's three. They're just cat meows, and then. <laughs> We wait three seconds, then you count, and then I clap my hands. Did I squeeze him on one or after one? <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go get the smoke detector up up here. <laughs> oh, let me open the window. I think the crows are out there. <laughs> my dog's gonna shake its neck, and it's all its neck. My bunny's chewing off. the cord, so I don't have much time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do a three, two, one, and then on the imaginary zero. We 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 do nailed it and then happy Thanksgiving. Okay, in our own pauses or a crazy accent. I regret offering to edit this episode. Here we go. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Silence and then I'll give it three, two, one. Nailed Nailed it. Oh, I did it. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay, take take two, take two. I'll clap and then I'll do it. <laughs> Three, two, one. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And to all a good night. That's not bad.